The A-List is sponsored by Ad House Advertising School, where you get 10 weeks of live Zoom classes with a working ad pro. Ad nerds from all over the world have discovered Ad House as the affordable alternative to, or precursor to, traditional ad schools. Ad House classes max out at 14 students, so you get personalized instruction, and your classmates can become lifelong colleagues in your advertising career. The instructors at Ad House are all A-list creatives from top agencies and brands. Some have even been guests on the A-list podcast. Who knows? You might just meet your future boss. And Ad House classes happen on Zoom at night because you shouldn't have to quit your day job or move cities to take an ad class. Class schedule, prices, application information, and more can be found at adhousenyc.com. Apply today. That's adhousenyc.com. Ad House Advertising School for ad nerds only. Welcome, ad nerds, and uh, welcome to the A-List Podcast, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm your host, Tom Chrisman. I'm a freelance creative at tomchrisman.net. That's Chrisman with two N's, of course. Uh, and I'm also uh, one of the head ad nerds at Ad House Advertising School. I have a, a really great conversation with Bianca Gilmaris who is an executive creative director at Mischief and partners with Kevin Mulroy, who was just on this show recently. And Bianca and I talk about uh, her journey from, you know, Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, working in advertising at the young age of 18, coming to New York without a job, uh, getting one at JWT at 22, uh, and going on to win so many awards and so many things and, and uh, going to BBDO where she started working with, uh, with Greg Hahn uh, and Kevin Mulroy, her partner. And then and now she's at Mischief with them both and doing some really cool work for Craft and um, you know, a dating website, I believe, and a couple of others. We talk all about it. What I really love about uh, Bianca's story is how she gets into the really how to make your own brand um, and how to, you know, sort of sort of put yourself out there and try things and find your own voice. And it's a really cool conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. Here's my conversation with Bianca Gilmaris. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Nice to meet I'm, you. I'm I think good. maybe we met at JWT. One. Yeah, I remember you from JWT. I mean, yeah. it was so long ago. I don't think we actually worked together, but I remember seeing you around. What What were you working on at that time? Um, I was under Eric Weisberg's group in the uh -huh. beginning. I stayed there for four and a half years. Of like, you know, in the very beginning, I was on J and J mostly. So uh -huh. Band Aid, Neosporin, Zyrtec, Pepsid, um, okay. that stuff. And then, like after I think a year and a half or so, I I kind of like started working on Macy's, and then um, pretty much on all stuff Ben James was doing. Okay, um, cool. And yeah. then when we worked on Google's, Google uh, Apps for Business, I was working on that. So Puma Pitch, like just, you know. Um, you went, you were know. there at a very interesting little stretch because you had <laughs> Ty when you started, right? Ty yep. was there when you started. So yeah. it was like, wow, this place is like yes. Ty Montague and, the, you know, they're doing all the new stuff. And yeah. then it sort of, he left, and then it went into sort of a weird time when <laughs> they had many, many different creative directors. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that, I that, think on my four and a half years there, we had four different CCOs. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was an interesting stretch. But you know, we normally start this thing with uh, mm -hmm. with one question, which is where did you where did you grow up, Bianca? Where did you where did you come around? Um, I'm from Brazil, São Paulo. Uh, that's where I grew up. I lived there pretty much my whole life until I was 15 and I went to do an exchange student program in New Mexico in Farmington, very uh, random. And, uh, but it was great for me because there weren't many Brazilians there at all. Yeah. So I got to um, learn English properly. And uh, that was just for six months though. I went back to Brazil and I only came to New York about like 10 and a half years ago. So when it was, I think, oh, I don't even know now, but <laughs> it was like a few years later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when you when you were growing up in Sao Paulo, uh, did you what did your parents do? Did, were they in advertising, or how did you know about advertising while my, you were while you were a young person? Yeah, my mom actually majored in advertising and communications in the same um, college that I did. Oh wow! Which is funny, but she never actually worked on the field. She um, went straight into like fashion, and she had um, her own uh, brand, like her her fashion uh, store. And so she went into that world. She never really worked on oh, advertising. So she, is she yeah. a famous designer? Is she, is she like, does she still do it? Uh, she did it for 20 years. She had that like store. The store was uh, more of like a B2B. So they like, it was like a showroom. They sold um, uh, clothes so other brands could like pretty much like put their tags on it and, and sell it. So, but yeah, like people from that specific part of the business, uh, I guess, knew the brand. And uh, yeah, she did it for a while. So you got uh, to see your mom being creative and, yeah. and having a having a business out of being creative, and yeah. um, that probably affected you. Yeah, yeah, and she was a little more of the business side of the uh, of the the business, and my aunt, her sister, who did it with her, was more of like the designer. But I she's super close to me, and yeah, I grew up seeing both of them um, work together. So yes, that was probably some that, that was something that inspired me for sure. And what, what did your, your trip to the United States, did that, did that make you want to come here? Um, not necessarily. I mean, for the internship was, uh, sorry, not the, the exchange program mm -hmm. was more for me to like study abroad and get that experience. And it was such a different um, place than, than New York or than, you know, sort of like big cities uh, for work. I wasn't even thinking about working at the time. It was yeah. just a good experience. And then later on, I was already working in Brazil, like at an agency, and it was really random. My cousin was coming here to do like an English course, just like a three-month course. Yeah. And my aunt was like, you should go with her. You should look for, um, I don't know, something to, to study as well and, and just take a chance to go. And I was like, that sounds pretty great. And I started looking into maybe like a design course, like some, just something as an excuse to like come here and yeah, um, and yeah like at a yeah, basically like a student visa, take a look at what was going on and perhaps try to find, uh, try to talk to agencies while I was uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, and that never ended up happening, actually, because I, in the process of like sort of looking at some, um, some like courses, I, I met uh, my, bro my brother's friend whose um, father worked at JWT in uh -huh. New York and yeah. he was like oh I can put you in touch with my, my father so I ended up talking to him and um I got a an interview at JWT in Sao Paulo um oh, and great. yeah and I talked to them and then they basically 
um, introduced me to the people in the New York office. And I, that's kind of how I started and got like a three month um, sort of like internship slash freelance gig there. I think you're, uh, you're muted. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Um, so you had an internship there. But uh, when, you, when you're in high school and you, you come back from high school and you decide to go into that, uh, the art school, what was it called, the, the college you went to? Um, I, the co- it's, it's called FAAP, um, F-A-A-P. <laughs> it's in okay. Brazil. So, yeah, it's, it stands for like a, yeah, it stands for like a bigger um, word that no one would understand if I said it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's yeah. an art school. Um, it's actually like advertising and communications in general. So it wasn't like art school specifically or portfolio school. It was just more in general advertising. Yeah. And then, you know, while I was doing that, I started, um, I started being more interested in the specifically in the classes that were specific about the creative process at art direction and all of that. Yeah. And that's kind of like where I, I, I leaned towards and I started um, being and interested in the field. Is, were you, are there ad nerds in Brazil or is it like a, it feels like Brazil is a very, um, like they love advertising there and especially like very creative advertising. I've seen a lot of great stuff come out of there. Is it, is it different than the United States in terms of like students hearing about advertising earlier in their, in their sort of academic? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there are lots of great agents in Brazil, like lots of successful, um, people I, I think in in the field um i think you know brazil is a very visual place so i think that, like um it's a melting pot the culture is so rich and so diverse mm. and so different than i think like that um that's probably the reason that you see so many art directors art directors here in the states um that you know come from brazil yeah. but um in you know in school for for me it was more of a process of elimination of like what what do i not want to do like i knew that i didn't want to like you know be a lawyer or a doctor or you know to do all, all any of those things and it just kind of like advertising was a shiny kind of thing that sounded cool and i had no idea what i was getting myself into i was lucky that i ended up really liking it but i think in general now uh versus when i went to school people know a little more about it and there are portfolio schools that are like established there like the miami ed schools of the world are right. you know there um at the time that i was going to school i don't think they were there and like it wasn't very common so when i came to the states i remember like you know being not not, not having worked on um not having gone to like a portfolio school and like missing that sort of like you know learning or like you know process yeah. that i that i found that a lot of people had here uh, so you missed it. You, you, when you got here, you felt like. Yeah, it felt like I didn't know something. how to think the way that people thought here, the, 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 how the creative oh. process kind of like worked. It was different from what you learned at, at, uh, at FAP? I think it was almost like there was a lack, a lack of learning in that sense. It was almost like because it wasn't just focused on, you know, uh, the creative side of things and like uh-huh. being either a copywriter or an art director. It was just like we had one or two classes a week about that and everything else was like, you know, there was media, there was um, um, philosophy, psych- like there was just so much more yeah. that it wasn't just kind of like honing in specifically on that stuff. Right. Um, what was your first, your first job in Sao Paulo? Where did you, where did you work? Um, 
And my first job was actually at a very small agency that I interned. Um, it was called WG, um, super small. And I actually, um, I, it was, it was very like, it was random. I had a friend at the time who worked there and then mm -hmm. I actually got to work, um, I, I, I started interning for them. Like they were just basically like, I have a friend and she wants to like really learn how to do things. And I didn't have a portfolio at the time. And it was basically like, you know, can you spare a chair and like a computer for her to like, just be there and help in whatever she can. And um, I met them and they were like, oh, okay, cool. We're so small. Let's, you know, we can, we can, I think it was almost like a favor for me more than I was going to be able to help them right. at the time. But um, he ended up working um well and i felt like i learned so fast from being in that environment and also from being like a small agency i kind of like saw how how you know all the departments worked and i ended up like um being able to to catch on and to like help and i i ended up like staying there for it was different than again like portfolio school where you do different internships for three months here and there on different agencies it was just yeah. like yeah you know keep interning here while you're you know at, at school right and so i did that for like a year maybe or something like that until a guy from the finance department of that agency left to go to another agency and he recommended me there and it was a bigger agency called um eugenio and um and then i at that time i had like more of a portfolio even though like i look at it now and i'm like how the <laughs> how the heck they you know they thought it was a good idea to to hire me but yeah. I, I ended up going there and that was a bigger agency and I spent like maybe another one and a half years there before I moved to the States. Well, that, that shows the importance of having somebody recommending you, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, somebody said to me the other day, uh, uh, don't bring nobody that nobody bring. Like, that's like, it was like saying back in the day, it's like, don't just bring random people in, bring people that at least somebody knows. So there's, there's a, a reference and a human value. So you must've made an impression on, on the finance guy. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's like one of the biggest things in our business is, and you know, is kind of our, the relationships we make and the impressions that we give. And um, so it's such a small business, everybody moves around. So yeah. I think that's definitely like a very good advice. It's yeah, and I think a lot of people think that that won't matter if I can just win the award or have the great idea that gets the client nodding. Um, then you know, like yeah. those other people that sort of spend their time hanging around and chatting or, are are mm -hmm. uh, are not doing anything. But it's important, right? Yeah, sort for of sure. Friends with everybody, even the finance yeah. guy, which is yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where did you learn that? Is that is that something that your family taught you, or is that? Uh, I mean, I think I, I wasn't doing it to impress him or impress anyone. I was just yeah. like very driven and I really liked what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of like showed and, and I was doing well. So I think, it, 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 yeah, it wasn't me sort of particularly trying to, to convince them of anything. Yeah. Yeah. He just saw that like I worked hard. And I think at that, at that time, like, you know, when you're kind of like an intern, you're just kind of like, uh, that's all people expect of you. I think to have a good attitude, work mm -hmm. hard, and then like learn fast so you can help people. And, you know, and I think uh, I, think I was doing that. Great. Um, and then, uh, so when you, you got this job at, uh, was it called Ingenue? Was it? Uh, Eugenio, yeah. Eugenio. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, what were you, were you like doing real ads at that point where you, you started like, when yeah. did you get it? When did you get to the point where you're like, Oh, I just made an ad that actually I like. Yeah. And- um, that didn't happen until JWT actually, to be honest. <laughs> I think um, okay. that, that place is, um, I mean, they're great. And I learned so much. I think what I learned there was like how to be fast, how to like be polished with my design and art direction and um, how to like, um, communicate better with people. It was just like a lot of different skills than just like be super creative. They were a real estate market agent agency or they are. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the work that we were doing was to promote, um, those kinds of businesses. So it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, the, the kind of, of, yeah, of exactly. exactly. But where, how did you feel about that? Were you, did, did that make you impatient? Were you like, ah, oh, you know, I'm like, I really want to be at David or I really want to be at JWT. I didn't know better at the time. I mean, I I, I guess like I got where I am. So I'm thankful thankful for the process, but I do sometimes like beat myself over the head, like over the head when I'm thinking about my, my, my trajectory and just thinking like, it's funny how I did not know better that like at college, I should have just kind of gone after, um, you know, I'll map the BDO or, you know, mm-hmm. Ogilvy at the time and like those places to try to get an internship and learn from the people that were doing the work that was like, you know, that I really admired. But I, I just didn't, I, I think maybe for, again, the lack of going to a portfolio school and like understanding all the agents that were out there, who was doing what kind of work, what, you know, right. what that was, I didn't, I was just like, yeah, the normal process is to get an a, a internship anywhere that would take you. And so you yeah. can start learning. And and again, it took me where I am and like the people that I met along the way were amazing and I learned so much with them. So I like, I, yeah. by no means I'm saying that it wasn't, you know, um, a good experience, but I, I guess, you know, to your point, I wasn't necessarily being like getting anxious that I need to, needed to go somewhere else. Um, it was, I don't, I think you did yeah. the right thing. I think yeah. you, you did it exactly right. It's just that you didn't know where yeah. the good places were right yeah. like you mm-hmm. didn't when you say like uh, work that you admire this work you admire now you didn't yes. know yes you didn't know then uh yeah. all the great work so so i think a, a lesson to take out of it maybe is yeah. you know younger people in high school even should start like looking at like what are the agencies that are doing the work and who yeah. are the people that that's why we do this this class or this uh <laughs> class yeah. the other night so, <laughs> yes. uh this uh podcast to sort yeah. of get people you know knowing how people come about um 100%. yeah and i think it's okay and, and sometimes it's good to learn at the at the real estate agencies or at yep. the I, I came in through direct marketing mm-hmm. um so that like there's not so many so much pressure on you you know and you yeah. can there's plenty of time um yeah so, so you went, when, how did you get to JWT again? You, uh, we, we started the conversation with that, but yeah. let's get back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so then I was at that, oh, actually, there's a, I even forgot about that. Like, when I was at that place, I got an offer from um, another place that was uh, also like a medium, like medium to small, small to medium size agency. But again, like a creative director that used to work at Eugenio, they, he went uh-huh. to another agency and he like reached out and I basically like um, said yes to like going there. Um, and at the end of the time, I remember just kind of like going back and forth with Eugenio and, I, and like, I think because I was like so new and like every time I would talk to like one of the sides, I would kind of like agree to do 
to like stay there or to go to the other place. And I was just like, oh my God, what do I do? And yeah. that's, that was when um, my cousin randomly was coming to the US to study English for three months. And she, my aunt was like, you should just go with her and do a course. You know, I, I just had like some stuff happening on my personal life that I wasn't yeah. super happy about. And I think my aunt was more like, it'd be so nice for you to have an experience abroad, go with your cousin, you know, do something like get, get, get away for a bit. Yeah. I'm like that actually sounds pretty nice. And, um, I, I remember thinking that the experience of working at an agency in, you know, in New York would be amazing. So I knew, I knew more at that time and, yeah. like that, you know, I kind of like needed to start, uh, moving around and you were ready uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was like, okay, but I know that as a foreigner and without a visa, I cannot just kind of like apply for jobs. I didn't know how visas worked at the time either. So, or even yeah. where to start looking for a job abroad. So I thought the way to do it was to find like a course, because that's just a good excuse for me to be here, yeah. like a design, any sort of like course that I could find to get my feet here and then like be able to, you know, um, maybe show up at agencies and just be like, you know, can I work here? Yeah. But, um, and then in the process of looking for that course, um, I ended up, I, I was like at a, I think we were like having dinner at my, my house with my brother and his friend was, I was telling him that like, I was going to spend some time in New York. I was looking at a course and he's like, oh, my, my dad lives there and he works at an advertising agency. And I was like, oh, really, which one? And he's like, JWT. And I knew the name, obviously. And I was like, what? That's amazing. Like it was, <laughs> you know, um, and he's like, I can send you his, um, his email. So I emailed him. He was pretty close friends with my brother. So, you know, we knew each other's kind of family. And yeah. um, I emailed him and he, um, he ended up that he was the CFO there. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So he, did, so he did have like a, you know, a, a, a high up uh, position and, and influence somehow, but, um, yeah. somewhat of some, I meant somewhat of an influence. So, yeah. uh, with that, he got me an interview at JWT Sao Paulo, which is really not how it works nowadays. If you like want a spot in New York, you talk to the people in New York. Yeah. He just want, like, they just wanted me to like talk to someone so they could, I don't know, see what, you know. Well, at, at that time in particular, JWT, yeah. uh, it's so funny that you're, you were in Sao Paulo and doing that. Because I think almost, yeah. almost exactly then, I was in Sao Paulo. Oh, really? Doing the UPS pitch with oh, wow. Pi. Uh -huh. uh, and all of the CCOs from all of the JWT offices uh, were there. And I was like the ECD, one of the ECDs. Yeah. There were three of us on the, uh -huh. on the thing. And uh, we had all of, the, all of the top brass, like, creatives uh yeah, working yeah. on this assignment and we would spend days working together all of us uh, -huh. uh which was so uh eye-opening first of yes. all everybody has the same ideas mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> the, the kids yep. uh because we had worked with the young people from all the jwt offices in new york and they mm -hmm. all came to new york and so it was like the best and the brightest of the young people in all of the jwt offices coming to new york and working with us and we worked with them for like a month or mm -hmm. And then we went down to Sao Paulo to sort of, they had a conference down there and, and Ty was like, let's do a brainstorm with all of the top creative directors. Yeah. And they had the same ideas as the kids. <laughs> That's uh, so funny. But the way that they presented them were much more, you know, provocative and they knew yeah. how to, they knew how to sort of like, yeah. but I remember thinking like, wow, the kids had that exact same idea, but they didn't, you know, present it like that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so important.
Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I don't know if remember if you remember Josh Shebtai from JWT. Yeah, of course. He he was like one of those guys that no matter what idea he was presenting, he made it sound so good because he was so excited <laughs> about it and he was so enthusiastic about it. And you bought the idea, even if the idea wasn't amazing, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that sounds great because the yeah. way he would say the idea, it was so great. So yeah. I, I can totally see what you're saying. It's like half of it is for the way you present it and the way you you try to you sell it so yeah absolutely right um sometimes but, it's it's not good to get presented yes, to <laughs> yes yes 100%. uh but yeah we were at the hotel uniki yes that's uh, a great hotel it looks like a noah's ark or something yes, and we, boat, yeah we uh -huh. would have caipirinhas on the roof nice. um but uh so so you so you're like okay i'm gonna go and you you meet with the people in sao paulo and and they liked you yeah, I don't know if you know her, Andrea Sequeira. She um, she's great. So. She was like so nice to like take her to take the time to just like meet with me. And it wasn't like one of those meetings to get like. Um, she was just kind of like, oh, I have to do this thing. She actually invested time in talking to me and like giving me hidden tips and stuff. And I ended up um, getting the chance to come to spend three months at JWT. I I posed it already as like I'm gonna be there for three months, and I'd love to kind of like do this this internship slash freelancing because I had graduated at the time. So I wasn't in school anymore, but it was kind yeah. of an internship. Um, and that's when I came to JWT and I spent three months there. And after the three months, they actually were like, we want you to, you want, we, we want you to stay and we want to change your visa, like, you know, sponsor you. Wow. And that's when I, I ended up spending four and a half years there. <laughs> what is your secret? You talk to people and they want to like, <laughs> move heaven and earth to help you no no i just work like i i just like what we do and i was yeah. working hard and i think at that that level like i was an expensive talent and it was just like you know people yeah. that like someone that was helping and um but yeah, and you no, must I, you must be fast you must be really good and fast and, and yeah get it no that's a good it's a good point that like i feel like in the beginning i was i was being used a lot for like my design skills and being able to design for digital which at the time you know it was mm -hmm. like 11 years ago it was there wasn't it wasn't everybody that you know was able to do every single sort of um from like designing the buttons and the interface and of yeah. like sites and apps and everything and um and then our direction like in general. The UX just, part of it. Yeah. Well, more of the design. We, we had UX people um, right. to do wireframes and stuff, but more like the design of it properly okay. with the, you know. And you understood and, all that. And there were yeah. art directors who didn't. And yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I, got, I got pulled to like in the beginning to work as like a true and help like other people also make their layouts. Because in Brazil, you know, it was very different. Like I think here we focus so much on the idea and mm -hmm. the visual is not necessarily like the the thing that we crack a hundred percent until we start executing it. And in Brazil, mm. it's almost like you do the final visuals and like, you make it look so great, even if the idea is not the best. Yeah. Um, so not obviously not, not that it's always the case that the, the idea is like super important and great there. I'm just saying that like the visual is always something that people yeah. focus so much that I got to develop that. So I think that people saw that here and like, I started doing a lot of that until that I felt like it wasn't, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is that a, like a Brazilian, like, because there's so many cultures in Brazil, because it's so diverse that like the visual yeah. uh, communication is more of a thing? I think so. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's true. I think you also see a lot of, a lot more our direct, our director, 
uh, uh, directors that are Brazilian here than writers yeah. because of the language in general. Sure. Like, you know, but yes, I do think that um, visually it's such a rich culture and diverse and um, that it, there's a lot of like. Um, and you had learned English in, in high school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Before. I learned English sort of growing yeah. up, but like I right. only got, I got it like more fluent when I did an exchange student program. And then even, even though when I got here to work, it was like a barrier because it's what we do is like talk about ideas, things that are subjective and mm. being able to express myself so well in English was not easy. And I remember um, working with um, Eric Weisberg and he was like, I think it was like two years in and he was like, I have a really good sense of humor. You're funny. I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like I'm actually <laughs> like right now, just like, you know, starting to be able to to say jokes and like not miss the timing or like stumble. Right. <laughs> it's so it was, yeah, it's, it was like a, a little bit of a barrier, but. Yeah. But it, it helps you to, you know, to be able to understand that you have yeah. that barrier and then yeah. and, and when you get past it, you notice it. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and Eric Weisberg's a great guy. Um, he's great. He's been, he was like such a big um, mentor and like, you know, he, he really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. He's a donor now in yep. uh, Detroit, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. And so at JWT, you were sort of like a hands, the hands of the thing doing your internship. They, they, yep. and who, who was the, who was your creative director that, that said, Hey, we want to really hire you and, and all that stuff. Was it was that Eric. It was Eric, yes. Um, it was Eric. I remember like having some account people that um, I was working with and they were like, you know, we can't have you go. You've been helping so much. We're going to write, um, we're going to write Eric a message. And I remember there was like some other teams that were doing the same that I was helping them. And Eric, I, I was working closely to Eric too. So I think it was sort of a combination of people kind of like, yeah. um you know thinking it was helpful and then um yes eric and then there were a lot of other um cds he was like the ecd running like yeah. the, you know all those accounts and then there was cds that i worked closely with at the time also that um um that also helped in that in kind of like getting me to stay but um yeah, yeah it was um eric was was very very fundamental on all of that yeah, and it was a it was a nice place at the time. It, it, there were a lot of people there uh, from yes. all over the business, and um, it really it felt yeah. like a like a clubhouse almost at that yes. at that point. Um, yeah. So, and they had that big bar and the big you know the big presentation space. Yeah, such a good culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a great culture, uh, yeah. even though it was in Midtown, right near yeah. Grand Central. Yes, I know. Um, uh, so, and then you how do you like raise up to the next level how do you, yeah. when you come in as a as an intern and a pair of hands and the mm -hmm. you know the how do you get past that and get to like okay now i'm gonna have my own thing yeah here? yeah so i i remember like starting to feel like i wasn't i was i, I could do more and mm -hmm. i uh it wasn't like what i was doing wasn't necessarily like in line with my objectives of growing as an art director because I was helping you know a lot of people and designing stuff and blowing out campaigns but I wasn't getting the chance to like do my own get my own briefs and um and just contribute in a, in a bigger way because that was kind of what I wanted yeah so I wanted more responsibilities and I I went to to Eric and I talked about it and I um and he started giving me the chance to do the same. I was like, I don't mind doing some of this other stuff, but I, you know, I think I can contribute and I think I can do more. Um, so I started working on 
you know, my own assignments with like mm -hmm. a fixed partner and having more of that set up, which Who was your partner? Um, at the time it was Lucas. Um, he was, um, he was a guy that was there also for, I think he left maybe after like a year and a, a year and a half. I can't remember exactly, but we Lucas. worked together on some stuff. Lucas. Yeah. Lucas Shank Shanks, I think was his last name. Lucas yeah. We haven't Shanks. talked to in so long. Um, I don't know where he is now. He left, I think to work on like some sports brand somewhere. I forget, but, um, we did some work together mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think it was kind of like a process at JWT. I feel like um, I was really, really trying to do more and like get on good assignments and um, be proactive about stuff. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I did the Band-Aid Magic Vision project where we created an augmented reality app for Band-Aid where the Muppets would come to life in the, you know, from the Band-Aid and interact with kids to... Ah, were you like talking to Josh like, Shabtai about that? It, yes, Did yes. you maybe talk to Josh Shabtai hey, about it? it yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He's a big AR, uh, he's he a big freak about AR. He made like a Star he Wars is. game on his yes, phone. Yes, I remember I that. Like, That's awesome, Josh. I got yeah. work to do. Yes. I'm just I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. But he's it, a very, it, it, very funny guy. He is. He is. Uh, and he has but, like an AR company now, so he could probably have us all. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So basically, um, I remember they, they came to me. I, they were already, Band-Aid, I think, came with the idea of doing like augmented reality. Mm -hmm. um, and, but there was like so much to, to develop and Josh and Eric brought me in um and then Yana and Rachel were also like the CDs on Band-Aid mm -hmm. but they um they brought me into the project and there was so much to be developed at the time and instead of just kind of like you know helping design stuff I got the chance to actually like craft the scenarios what the Muppets would say what they would do what the you know what the app would look like helping with yeah. the experience and just kind of like with with the communication around is just everything mm -hmm. and it was really cool at the time because like augmented reality was you know new and um or brands were were haven't they they weren't using it in a way that felt like um it was purposeful it was just almost like technology for technology's sake you can yeah. scan a milk carton and you get more information about the project product versus yeah. being like you know you're like on the go and playgrounds where cut and scrapes happening happen and you have you know the app there to distract kids like it just felt like the right way to use the technology and yeah. it wasn't the technology wasn't the idea first kind of Right. So, um, so we we created it, and it was like successful. We won a bunch of awards with it, and I think that was it. Was funny because that was the one thing that I did that all of a sudden, like, I became sort of oh, someone that people wanted to, me to like work on, mm -hmm. um, work on briefs for them, and like I got more visibility inside the agency and started getting more more assignments. Um, and that was kind of like the thing that unlocked, I think, everything. Yeah. So yeah. then people, everybody wanted you on their, on their assignment. How do you, uh, how do you put up with uh, all of the, like, how do you not get overwhelmed with all the work? I saw in some of your yeah. other interviews, you said like 40 to 80 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, um, I, I, I'm a person that functions when I'm busy the best. So like, I like being busy and I like juggling multiple things at a time. I get bored if I have two projects going on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was something on like, it's like some, the way 
you know, it, it worked for me that way. Yeah. But I, I mean, it wasn't that like everybody went, I was still like pretty junior and you know, it was just yeah. that like I had more visibility. I don't mean to sound like <laughs> cocky, like everybody wanted me to work for them. Like, <laughs> but it, it was more like I started getting the chance to work on more, more stuff. And I, I, I was single at the time. I was like, I didn't have a kid. I just like, I dedicated a lot of time to work and I liked it. And um, yeah. so I had, I had the time and I was enjoying it. So it yeah. wasn't, you know. It's a, it's so, a pretty good yeah. business to have to do that many hours in a week. Uh, yeah. It, there's, there's worse job. Yeah. 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 And um, I was in New York kind of like, I, yeah. wanted, I wanted to stay, like I wanted to grow. And so it was at the time to sort of, invest um a lot in, in in working and i was having fun the, as you said the culture lgbt was so good that people were nice so it was a good place to yeah you know to be at a um, great place and then yeah. people went on from there to go to other places and and uh yeah and you eventually uh go to bbdo right yes yeah. um how did that happen yeah, I started, so that, after that at JWT, I started working on different groups and with different people. I worked um, under Matt McDonald mm -hmm. um, on Macy's um, and um, at the time, and then they became like the, you know, co-CCOs um, with Ryan yeah, Kutcher. He, so yeah, yeah, he and Ryan. And then I was working on like, you know, Jeff Benjamin was there and he was mm -hmm. um, also like requesting me for some projects and we started working, you know, together on some stuff and mm -hmm um and pitches and stuff so i um i got to know more people and start working like on sort of uh, you know um the, the the type of assignments that i felt like it was you know fulfilling me and giving me like opportunities as well and um and then i i remember just being at jbt for like four and a half years and things were they were getting quieter I feel mm -hmm. like it was, it was, there was a, like a moment where, you know, not a lot of work was getting made. It wasn't a matter of like me not getting the right opportunities or me not produce selling the work. Yeah. It was just that there wasn't a lot going on and I started getting like a little anxious. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I remember like someone reached out to me from BBDO. It was actually a recruiter, but mm -hmm. like that there was like a spot and they were like, can I send you a book to BBDO? And my husband worked at BBDO. Like he was already there for like years. Well, at the time we were dating. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, being like, oh, no, my husband works, like my boyfriend works there. It'd be so weird. And my, and Marcel, my boyfriend, mm -hmm. he, my husband and now, he, um, he said, you should talk. BBDO is a big place. Like, just take the meeting. So I was like, yeah. okay. So I took the meeting. And when Matt McDonald, who had moved to BBDO and was running AT&T, yeah. he heard that I was in the building. He was like, you know, let's hire her. And so <laughs> it kind of moved super fast. And I ended up getting an offer very soon. And when I told Marcel, he was like, wait, what are you considering really for real? Like what? And I was like, dude, you told me to take the, you know, the, the top. So no. Is but he a creative also or? Yeah. He's like a um, group creative, uh, group executive creative director at RGA right now. Okay. Um, but he spent like 11, 12 years working at BPDO under Greg before mm -hmm. he, he left. So, yep. um, so I knew Greg and David and some other people through him even before joining BPDO, but it was mm -hmm. never like something that I thought and like we, I wasn't considering going there because he was there and just, you know, it wasn't even something that I was thinking about. So yeah. anyway, then I decided to take the offer because um, it was, you know, because it was with people I liked. I thought yeah. video was doing great work. It felt like it was the type of agency who had been doing steady good work for so long versus being like really hot at a time. And then, yeah. you know, no one hears about them anymore. Just yeah. felt like consistent. Yep. And that's where that's, yeah, I went to BBO and I stayed there for about six and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
what was the difference between the two cultures uh you know jwt sort of hot and cold uh on the on the wane when you're leaving but but you know what 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 is the difference between two big agencies like that well um I know JWT changed so much since then, but from my experience at JWT, it felt like the culture was so strong and like, you know, that was um, the main thing there and the, the people, the culture, and then video, it almost felt like a grown up version of that place because it was so much mm-hmm. about the work and like people were so good, so, so many good people, like um, just kind of like getting their work done and then like going home to take care of their families and like lives versus yeah. like, you know, spending so much time together and um and at the at the agency like the philosophy was re- it's really like the work the work the work and that's yeah. and then that's accurate which i didn't mind i think the people are, were so nice there and like i owe a lot to bbdo i love the um i loved my my time there and i grew so much and it yeah. was yeah you were was, working was really on at&t with with for matt yeah, so I started on AT&T with, um, um, with a partner that we worked together for about a year before he moved to Apple, Siavosh the Betty. Mm-hmm. It was great. We really clicked and we did some like um, great work for, um, or some fun work for Autism Speaks, and, um, which Matt also ran, and some AT&T stuff, that, but like we didn't get to produce AT&T stuff before he left. Mm. So I was partnerless for a while after he left, kind of like trying to find someone to work with which um, it was interesting that I got to work with a few different people and, you know, experience mm. that. But at the same time, we were on production on two campaigns and one big sort of 360 campaign. So I got to, um, it just made sense for me to handle that versus bring some, some, someone in at that point. And it just forced me to do some writing and get better at that. It was uncomfortable and I was like at the time and I was sort of nervous, but it was like, it was good that it happened because I feel like it made me more of like a, you had to you had to do it all yourself yeah, uh, yeah. and sort of uh, uh do the do the words too oh so that's yeah. that's cool that you had yeah. that but uh we missed it we missed a step because you oh, and Kevin Mulroy yeah. knew each other at JWT yeah. oh right? yes yes um yes. how did you guys meet at JWT um I, I i think i sat in like a little corner where um where kevin sat with um you know, Danny and Dave and Grant. Do you remember yeah. those guys? Yeah. yeah. So like it was, yeah. they had like a little cubicle and they all sat there and I think I yeah. sat next to him, to them and I started chatting with those guys and we, we just, you know, I think yeah. it was because we sat close to get close by each other. Yeah. And, and it was that time when there was no, there was not a lot of work going on. And yes, uh, Kevin, we talked about in our A-list. He, he yeah. Was, yeah. We were just like, we were just like playing video games and talking about stuff <laughs> and writing scripts. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and yeah, that's when you get to know people. Exactly. Yes. I remember th- those guys were so funny. They were always like pranking each other and like yeah. making noise and just being so like, so I remember just um, sitting by them and getting to know them. And so I, yes, I went to then when I went to BBDO, cause Kevin, like he left after, right after that, I think. And then uh, when I went to BBDO, Kevin was there, but he was working with Grant. Um, mm-hmm. And Kevin and I started working together when Grant left. So like I was in the process of looking for a partner um had was where i was interviewing people working with a couple different people at the same time mm-hmm. and then um kevin and then grant left and kevin became available and then matt um was like why don't you guys work on this assignment together and we're like sure so it was the ecamway campaign that we ended up producing um what was it for where, 
for it can wait for AT&T for oh, te- texting and driving. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, the texting yeah. and driving. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the first one that he did with Grant, which was the, you know, with the car crash and, this, you know, the the sort of like slow motion stuff. It was mm-hmm. the one where we recreated the faces of people that are kids that had been uh, killed in accidents like 10 years ago. Oh, right. And yes. yeah, so we did that together and it worked out pretty well. And we worked together for like another like two or three years. Um, then there was a moment where we were kind of like switching, you know, working on and off with different people. I started working like, you know, Peter Alsante um, yeah. runs the Sandy, used to run the, he actually runs the Sandy Hook account. And then uh, uh-huh. he actually asked me to, if I wanted to run with him, that was just after they'd done Evan. So after they did that first one, I did all of the, the other ones with him running the account. So mm-hmm. that was a good, good opportunity um, <laughs> for me. And then Kevin started doing some other stuff with someone else. It was almost like a core group of, you know, um, people that were working together like exchanging like depending on the the projects yeah but then i was like yeah doing a lot of work between um peter and and kevin mm-hmm. um and then kevin and i were like running mazes together and peter and i were running sandy hook and some other stuff so yeah um yeah it was um it was just again a lot of good people at that place so yeah yeah uh and kevin kevin and you uh went off to do mischief together eventually uh, yeah. which, which I, I definitely want to talk about. Um, what, what was it like? What, what's it been like being, being a female uh, creative in such a male-dominated mm-hmm. business? And JWT and BBDO being sort of you know, yeah. what people think of as like, those are the places. I know there are a lot of great uh, yeah. creative at both yeah. places. Um, but, uh, you know, they're big agencies. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I feel like because I encounter some people like, you know, um, Eric and Matt McDonald and like even Greg and David, like that were so sort of not really, um, they just basically like looked at me in the same way that I think they would if it was like, I was like, you know, a male in the industry Mm -hmm. and they gave me like, you know, a lot of chances. I feel like I was lucky to have crossed paths with people like that, but I definitely, I've definitely like experienced, you know, moments where I was like, huh, I wonder if, you know, if I wasn't a a woman or maybe, um, maybe there were like different factors also because I know I'm foreigner and like, you know, the English barrier sometimes. And then, um, not nowadays anymore that much, but like, you know, before, and then the, you know, being an art director, which sometimes like the writers are the ones that, um, do a lot of the talking. Um, so sometimes like they look more to the writers than the art directors. So I feel like I, I couldn't tell sometimes, wait, is it because I'm the woman or because I'm the art director or because I'm the, like, you know, where you're like more looking at my partner when he's talking or like, I'm kind of asking a question and you're still looking at him to reply or is it because it's just (laughs) awkward. So like I've, I've experienced some stuff like that, but I, because of my personality, it was always like. That I'm gonna prove this person wrong, or I'm gonna like call them their attention a little more, or I'm gonna make this uncomfortable if they want to, you know, like it's not uncomfortable in the sense of like I'm gonna keep asking questions or talking versus shy away from it. Right. But it's not great because there's like a lot of people that I think get discouraged by it. Um, and you yeah. know, and so we just have we do have to pay attention and make sure that we're um that we're not that, that we're giving people their their chances and listening <laughs> yeah and i think um, you've you've called out some really good people that are um 
sort of role models for that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, Greg mm-hmm. Hahn and, and Eric yeah. and, and Kevin certainly. Um, yeah. Yep. That are David, uh, yeah. and David uh, yeah. uh, Lou Bars, um, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's important to remember that you know there's people out there like that too, and and yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, it's good that you you were able to sort of take it as a challenge, and and yeah. I think that that says a lot about your character, yeah. um, and how you've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so so you and Kevin become a become a, a partnership. Yeah. And and uh and you you you're working for Greg and then Greg gets gets let yep. go. What was mm-hmm. that like? Can you it's kind of crazy. That? Yeah, yeah. I think we we no one expected it and you know, I feel like um it was a, it was, it was after a, a COVID, to, right? It was like COVID yeah, happened, it was. you're all home and then it suddenly was. it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was a numbers thing like honestly because yeah. like you know David loves Greg and David is like, I think he couldn't, he could barely do it himself and talk about it. He was like so upset too. So, you know, it wasn't, it was like purely, you know, a numbers thing. And the reality of a lot of like big agencies with holding companies and with, you know, having big overheads and all of that. So um, it was, it was a very weird moment and we were all upset. I think, you know, it was good that David's still a very strong leader and BBDO is in good hands still, but um, it, yeah. we definitely like, you know, didn't see that coming. And um, I think, you know, he, he was some, someone that we worked super close together with. Like I had the, the chance, I started, you know, on Matt's team doing AT&T and I um, started working on like a lot of different brands and like working very close to Greg on like almost like a lot, like, all the stuff that I was doing was like either under him or, um, you know, doing some stuff also for like sneakers and some other brands who have like other ECDs that are like seeing the stuff, but like we were working very closely to Greg. So um, it was, it kind of like, you know, got it it hit close to it. Yeah. No, that must've been such a, like a, like a triple hit, like COVID happens. There's like more work and less people. And now they've fired my boss. Yeah. uh, Mm-hmm. Or, or cut my boss and yeah. um how long did it take before you were like okay let's talk about let's talk about mischief yeah. and and then you heard about mischief and you were like oh this this sounds cool yeah it was actually the you know the the no fix address people like you know dave is one of the co-founders there yeah um he was he wanted to 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 do to have like a new york presence like a you know Mm -hmm. a presence here and when greg became available i think that kind of like that worked out and i think he was already looking at some people and he was seeing who was doing some of the work that was coming out from bbdo that he liked and um he reached out to us and um it 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 was it was a it just felt like an opportunity we couldn't pass it felt like an opportunity to do something entrepreneurial which is um it's new um it felt like yeah like growing something from the you know from the beginning having um having different challenges um it was something that we said that even if it fails which i don't think it will but like even if it fails we're going to learn so much from it that um we can't pass it and it's working with someone that we admire so much craig that we trust his vision that we have the same taste um you know um so it felt like we couldn't say no at the same time that we were in the middle of a pandemic and it just felt like a um a no-brainer in a way. Obviously, yeah. living BBDO was hard, and um, living David, who we admire so much, um, yeah. was also like you know, 
something, but um, I did I, it. I, it's I, hard. Yeah, saying yes, telling yes. David you're leaving is yes. one of the hardest things <laughs> yes, uh, ever. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's like telling dad, like exactly. Exactly. Dad, I'm, yes. I'm, you know, moving out. You yes. hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good guy. Um, yes. So yeah, mischief. So now you're doing, you're doing really cool stuff already. You did. Uh, yeah. I saw the uh, Vilf stuff. The, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Or the, okay, Cupid. Was it okay, Cupid? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's voter stuff. And then there yeah. was uh, one that just came out. What was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, for craft don't send nudes. Yeah, send nudes. It was actually send nudes. Send nudes. <laughs> yes. But yes. don't send nudes. But don't send nudes. But definitely yeah. send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, we've been working, yeah, with craft, um, and they're like such a great client. We've been doing some. We've been, you know, cooking this this campaign. That's, you know, admittedly, admittedly, um, a little out of like their comfort zone. And yeah. I, you know, I commend them for approving it and for you know working with us to get it to the right place. And it's been fun. Every like the reactions are so good, and people are having lots of fun with it. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting that we're we're getting out the gate. Hopefully, people can see that different tones of work and and executions that they can see that we don't want to be like you know, a one note agency, we just did the work for it represent us with like the deep fakes and the, yeah, yes, you know, so yes, like, that was which is a very too. different tone from this. So it's just very kind creepy. of like, yeah, creepy it is. It's so, it is very creepy, but it's just kind of like, we wanted to make sure that we, we can show something that we pride ourselves, um, which is the, 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 the versatility in terms of like, you know, medium and tones and, and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about, uh, your guys' agency is it's like you do more with less, right? And yeah. I feel like now's the perfect time to be doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm running an ad school with uh, with yeah. one other guy and a few teachers, and uh, yeah. it's it's similar. <laughs> yes. It's crazy, uh, yeah. and it's yeah. like there's plenty of days where we're just like, well, we messed that up. Um, yeah. Uh, what are you learning as you're doing this stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just to comment on that, you don't need 14 people in a room to like, you know, to do what we do. It feels like obviously there are assignments and accounts that you like we scale up and down mm. um, to, to tackle, but it usually you don't need um, 14, 14 people in the room to like write an ad or make an ad or any of that. So yeah. I think it's like the, those efficiencies is something that COVID is teaching us. Yeah. Um, and sorry, what was your question? I was just, I was just, what, what are you learning as you're doing oh, yeah. this, this yeah. stuff? So much. I feel like, um, you know, from a business perspective, we're all invested in it. We're all sort of trying to think of, um, uh, it's like conversations that I, that I wouldn't be a part of at BBDO. It feels like it's a part mm. of my, my daily life and something that I, I enjoy and I want to get, you know, better at. So like from a business standpoint, there's been lots of like new learnings and new challenges. I think, mm-hmm. um, it's been, um, also a, like good, learning with um pitching business talking to to clients and like you know uh developing that relation like relationships in like a heavier way obviously like at bbdo i had lots of relationships with clients but this this feels like a lot of like chemistry meetings also and like meetings where we need to you know positions ourselves and like learn how to sell ourselves as much as we like you know um uh, sell our ads or the products that we advertise for, which yeah. has been like also interesting to like craft and to, you know, uh, create our own narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Um, it's, how do you, it's, it's, how do you lead people from, from afar? Like yeah. what, what's the, 
how is it different working with Kevin or working mm -hmm. with teams or? Yeah. I mean, a good part of the, of the video is that we were already, um, they were already, already okay with the culture of you don't have to be at your desk to do work. So we used yeah. to, when we actually needed to get a lot of work done, we would go to a coffee shop or stay home and work like, you know, on the phone. So it hasn't been very different in that sense. I think that part has been has transitioned pretty smoothly. I think production is the part that has been like more different to adapt, even though we have to say that even, you know, producing some of the stuff from afar has been, has, has been surprisingly um, smooth as well. But yeah. um, it, I don't think, it, you know, it feels like we, we adapted pretty well. I think that's part of like also who we are as creatives and like in the business of solving problems, it felt like, know the the not being physically together has yeah. been actually okay even though we we will have an office and we think it's important to have that that facetime and like you know have those conversations in between the meetings and the planned conversations so yeah. that will happen but it will just i think it, it's important for everybody to also work the way that makes sense for them yeah i think i think we're gonna i think this next you know couple of years is going to be really interesting as we come out of this, if yeah. we come out of this, yeah. when we come out of this, yeah. uh, it, it will be interesting to see how we, how we adapt and, and who sort of keeps to the sort of let's, let's keep it as, you know, efficient yeah. as possible. And who's yeah. like, all right, let's go back to the old way. It's more fun. And yeah. You know who knows? For sure. It'd be so, so interesting. Do you have, yeah. you guys have physical offices that you're going to go into? Um, we we will right now. Yeah, right now it doesn't make sense to like have one because yeah. we're not going to to an office. But we yeah. will we we'll start looking probably like in Brooklyn or downtown New York, yeah. um, beginning of the year probably. But yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Jersey's nice too. I'm just saying. I know Kevin was like rooting for that. Kevin, yes, Ke Kevin <laughs> is definitely on on that idea. I actually would <laughs> love to move it there too. Um, I, I envy you guys for. Sometimes I'm talking to Kevin and I was like, oh, can you turn your phone down? Because I can hear the birds in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid birds. Yeah. Um, so how can people reach out to you uh, to sort of pick your brain mm -hmm. or show their stuff or yeah. ask you about mischief? Um, they can email me. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm on all like the sort of Instagram, Twitter, you know, <laughs> all of okay. that. But I, yeah, I can, they can email me at, you know, my name, last name, number 11 at gmail.com. And the number 11 is because the, the, everything else was taken. So apparently my name is not very, very unique in Brazil. It's like, ah. like I try, I, yeah, I tried Bianca Guimarães was taken at Gmail. Then Bianca Guimarães yeah. won and it was taken. And then Bianca, so like, yeah, there are probably like 10 other ones of me there with, with the previous. So, so it's, it's Bianca Guimarães 11. Yes, or, at gmail.com. Okay. Yep. Great. And yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, I use it more for like, yeah, mostly personal, but like, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I just shared work and LinkedIn also. So um, yeah, I'm around and happy to, to help. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for, for uh, spending time with me. I know you have a busy day and you got to get back to it, uh, making awesome stuff. But no worries. Uh, it was nice talking to you and say hi to uh, Kevin and Greggy. Yes, they actually said, yeah, Greg told me to, to, to say hi to you uh, oh, when okay. I said that I was coming here. So, yeah, yeah. he was one of the first ones uh, that we did. And nice. uh, so, you know, it's sort of, uh, uh, he's, he's one of the OGs. Nice. The OG yes. lists. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Thank you for having thanks, me, Thomas. Thanks, Bianca. Have a great yeah, day. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.
Bianca Gilmaris, everybody. This has been the A-List Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Chrisman. You can find me at tomchrisman.net. Thanks for listening. Hey, and uh, please subscribe to our show wherever you listen. And if you could leave a review, it would really help us reach more ad nerds. Um, The music you're hearing is from uh, Ross Hopman over at duotoneaudio.com. Check them out. Get them to do some music for you. And I will see you as soon as I finish another one of these, which I'm trying to do more often. All right. Thanks, everybody.